Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys. Hello. Everybody, happy Friday to you, October 22nd, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. A lot to get to on today's show. A lot to talk about. We're excited to do all those things. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am good. It's Friday. I've got first round of sectionals tonight. I'm going to get to golf today. Life life is good. Wow. So explain to us sectionals for us Kentuckians who don't play dumb sports rules. Um, You all play the exact same rules. I think you all just call it districts. It's Essentially, it's just the first round of the playoffs. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Roush, how are oh. you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, Thursday night football was fun. It was good sports night. Fun, fun sports night. It was a fun sports night. I'm not well. Oh no, what's wrong? And obviously, I just asked you all how you're doing, so somebody would get around to asking me how I'm doing. I'm not well. Oh um, no, what happened? To you know this, there's been there's been a little big X drama. Um, Mike Rutherford, he's he's declared that if a KRC texter texts during his show, he's just going to read it as if it's one of his. Oh, no. Um, yeah. There's just a little text line drama going on there, which isn't uh, which isn't ideal, but but that's not really that's not really it for me. You may think that's it. That's not really it for me. More so, it's a beef with Trevor Kelsey, weirdly enough. Um I've been asking him just for a little bit of a revamped Kentucky roll call intro. I love our intro. Gets me pumped up every time. But the one thing I've told him is, hey, can we get a new one? And Justin, now that you're producer, you may be partially responsible here as well. Can we get a new one where it's, you know, 90% just the same old one, except just add a few more like UK clips to it, like a, a couple of UK calls. Because so we're, be nice. we're a yeah. morning radio show. If anything to get a little pep in your step. A little Tom Leach just touchdown Kentucky. Sure. That would go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. You could get those. Uh, was it the Florida game that those goobers called and did a really bad job? Yeah. It was. Uh, Florida? Or yeah. Because it was like, wait, it was Florida. What? It was Florida. Because it was like, uh, normally we're on SEC Network and we get better coverage than we did when we had moved over to ESPN or ESPN2 or whatever it was. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was Florida. that the It was uh, Shusen and Orlovsky for that game. I thought they did okay. I think it was the LSU game, but I might be mistaken. Could have potentially been the LSU game. It was Either one way. of those two, though, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, even throw in some of their calls. I mean, they were funny, if nothing else. Like, I'm Leach, absolutely. Some random goober. Why the hell not? Uh, so that's just something that I've, like, kind of not been pressing him on but have mentioned a couple times mike rutherford two months into his show brand new intro it's about like six minutes long and it's nothing but just old U of L calls oh my goodness 
Well, Trevor's not a part of it, but Matt Dennison also has something similar for the Hoosier Report. So I, li- I like the idea, but you're perhaps you're putting all your eggs in the wrong basket if you're expecting Trevor to get it done in a timely manner. He did it within two months of Mike Rutherford. Mike Rutherford got a new he, – he's had two intros in two months – Kentucky roll called one intro three years. Somebody tell me how that adds up. Hmm. Two plus two doesn't equal five, Mr. Sports Talker. It sure doesn't. So uh, a little kind of like disrespect angle going on at the Big X, something that I think management's going to have to look into. You want to keep everybody happy. <laughs> you don't want anybody getting a little upset. You, you just you don't want that. You don't want Got, that. Big X is the biggest it's been. It's the Xiest it's ever been. Let's keep everybody happy. Got a lot of egos to keep happy now. You really do. You really do. And if a poor kid just wants an updated intro, I don't know. Seems like something Trevor could could do in his sleep, which he does about 23 hours a day anyways. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Pop by Thornton's on your way into the office today. It's Friday. You earned it. Have yourself a donut, a little treat, a little Thornton's donut to get you on the right path to the weekend. Grab some coffee if you had a late Thursday night watching some of those sports. The Dodgers uh, take the series back to Atlanta. They stay alive, and then you'll have uh, you have the NFL game. Cleveland holds on without Baker Mayfield. Depending on where you got that line, maybe a cover, maybe not a cover. Uh, oh, big-time cover on this side. Minus two, baby. Minus two. Well, the gambling league, I think it was minus three and a half, Justin, and I took the Broncos. So, hopefully, or, so plus three and a oh, half. Oh, wow. There were, wow. there were 16 pickers of that game last night, and I didn't understand it because it had .5 points written all over it. Yeah, and I don't get it because it, it all you know this is terrible radio. It hasn't updated. It's currently saying Denver minus six and a half, so that makes no sense. Uh, but I'm sure that will get taken care of yeah, in due time. But yeah, that you know that game for it being pretty unwatchable in terms of like, ooh, this is kind of ugly. Um, at least it came down to the wire. Yeah, I had one of those sports nights though that every time I sw- went to switch the channel because one went to a commercial break, the next game was going to commercial break. I was trying to balance between that the baseball game, and then the two college football games. One of them turned it up to be a blowout. SMU rolled to lane. But um, Louisiana, Billy Napier, he's uh, one of the top candidates considered for the LSU job. He was going down to the wire against Butch Jones. And I don't know if it was Central Arkansas or Arkansas State. I get those confused. But I saw Butch Jones on my TV. I had to turn it on at times. And Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns ran out the clock on and beat them by one. Um, but every time I kept hitting, you know, on YouTube TV, you just had to hit down once or twice. I, I just, I was getting stuck in a commercial rut and it was, it was very frustrating at times. But you know what? When you got four or five different sports on, you can, you can make do. You can make do. Yeah, you'll you'll survive. We get more sports tonight. Red Sox look to avoid elimination. That game back in Houston, unfortunately. For the Red Sox, but the last time they were in Houston, they won. So maybe it is fortunate. Uh, that game, I think, at 8 o'clock, and then you get college football starting back up tonight as well. And that rolls into somewhat of an underwhelming Saturday college football slate. It's a quiet day for the most part in the SEC. Uh, that will be the same case next week. It's kind of they, they are working out the buys for the most part. Um, but a little underwhelming of a college football slate, but that's that's okay. It's a UK bye week. Actually, does that make it a little worse that it's UK bye week and the slate's not all that great? Or is this just a good Saturday to say, you know what? 
Maybe we take a little bit of a midseason break from college football. We get chores done. We do other stuff that we need to do. Bada boom, bada bing. We don't have to worry about it. No, this is a season where you double down and you make 10 bets on Saturday morning just to make things more interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's one of the few Saturdays where I just get to like I'm just eating chili, drinking beer, and watching football all day. It's going to be glorious. So no, we are doubling down. Uh, really excited to watch the the Purdue Boilermakers hammer down and boiler up. Uh, you can hear that game on the Big X, which I believe is a 3:30 kickoff, hosting Wisconsin. And the winner, if they win that game, they'll be first in the Big Ten West. So let's go, Boilermakers! Woo! Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean that one is maybe one of the the more watchable games, if you will. Uh, and even then, it's Big Ten West. Yeah, and even then, it's Big Ten West. Well, <laughs> well said. Uh, and on top of that, too, Wisconsin a favorite, a road favorite. Purdue coming yep. off their biggest win, maybe biggest win in program history. Uh, yeah, I know they've gotten a Rose Bowl, so maybe that's up there. But winning at number two in Big Ten play, that's got to be up there in Boilermaker lore. Maybe some. Yeah. It- the Boilermakers uh, a little better. They they have nine wins over one and two. So I would put that Ohio State win at home a little bit bigger just because of the moment. You had all of the uh, – uh, oh, gosh, now I can't remember his name. Trent. Trent. Uh, yeah, Tyler Trent. Uh, you know, like you had – it was a very emotional win. Um, I, I think that probably gets a little more – gusto but as far as surprising the just absolute beatdown of iowa and they even fumbled a ball out of the end zone in that game where they did the thing where he dropped the ball and hits the pile on and goes out so man that maybe probably most surprising yes I, I think you can throw that up there it's crazy they've had nine wins over one and two as an unranked team that's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, that that is nuts no rank versus rank games this weekend yeah now, That's I bad. do think LSU Ole Miss could be intrigued. Like, it should be a shootout, if nothing else. Um, even though Lane Kiffin's trying to act like Matt Corral won't play, I think he's going to play. Um, the one that I'm really interested in, how, how bad can Tennessee get blown out if Joe Milton's playing? Because, you know, we, we don't want anybody to be we, – we don't wish for injuries by any means. But it would be great if we got the Joe Milton experiment at Kroger Field here in a couple weeks. That's always what made this radio so show so courageous is we we don't wish injuries upon student athletes, and that's something we've always stood by. Uh, so we're not heroes in this sense. But good point. Glad you clarified that, Roush. We mm-hmm. don't want anybody uh, getting hurt. This could be a game though that Tennessee gets broke in, not physically, but this could just be. You get beat by 40 points. You go to 500 on the season. Now you get a bye week, so you let that bad boy stew for a little bit. Next game you play, you go into the Krogue, you get the smack down by the Cats, and then boom, Tennessee's football season over. Oh, man. It would be nice. It would be great. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? You can like you can see it happening. It's happened before. It would be great if it happened in spectacular fashion like the Jarrett Garantano uh quarterback sneak from a few years ago that turned into a scoop oh and God. score for 99 yards that one of the more laugh out loud funnier moments in college football history that doesn't get enough love you you could see that happening where they've shown a lot of uh a lot of fight up until this point done some unexpected things but if you have 
what happened last week against Ole Miss where there's all that hype going into the game, and then it ends with your field being rained down with garbage, and then you lose on the last play. If you were to just get steamrolled, it's kind of like uh, what happened with Arkansas where you, you have those couple emotional losses, and then you just go out and lay a dud against Auburn, and they just methodically mow you down. I could see that happening with Kentucky. They got it. Tennessee has a bye week at least to get better next week, but you can definitely see that scenario playing out. Now, let's hope so. I think that's what we're all hoping for. Unfortunately, Tennessee probably is locked in a bowl game, which everybody hates to see. They uh, play Tennessee or they play Alabama and then Kentucky, ideally two losses for the Vols. That'd put them at four and six, which would be real nice, Clark. Uh, but then they'd get to, or that put them at four and five. Wait, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Four and four, four and five. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So they play Tennessee, Kentucky, and Georgia back to back to back. That should get them to four and six. But then you finish with South Alabama, Vandy, that boom, boom, six, six bowl game. I do wish that we could keep them out of uh, extra practices and that whole shebang. Um, but maybe, maybe Vandy will do us a favor and pull the upset. Most likely they, they will. They've not. beaten Tennessee more often. They, yeah, than they really think. have, which no. is kind of funny. Yeah, it really is. Because, <laughs> like, but for some reason, it feels like they almost are madder at the Kentucky losses. You know? Like, Who's it that? cuts Tennessee? deeper. For, yeah, like Tennessee oh, yeah. fans. Yeah. For, because even they, though Vandy's more embarrassing, though, you would think. It's like in your own state. It's It should be more embarrassing, but here's here's the thing. is they, they're, they're never threatened by Vanderbilt. I think when James Franklin was there was the first time that they even like had to look over their shoulder for a second. But the funny thing is, you're right. They do take L's to Vandy somewhat frequently, maybe more frequently than Kentucky. Uh, you know, over the last three decades, it probably would almost have to be assuming that they've maybe got three wins, but I guess four wins to have more than UK. But I digress anyways. But the thing is, they're never worried about Vandy moving up the ladder. Every loss to Kentucky, they know UK's fan base. They know UK has made financial commitments to the football program, which needs to continue. A little nudge-nudge Mitch Barnhart there. He knows that, though. Uh, they they worry more about when Kentucky beats them because it's, uh-oh, this footing's getting a little unstable in this SEC hierarchy. Uh-oh, rocks are falling. And they, they know the avalanche has already happened as much as they're in loser denial. Vandy, they never really have to worry about their footing. Even if they lose, we're always going to out-recruit Vandy. We're always going to have more money than Vandy. We're always going to have 10 to 15 times the fan base than Vandy. Things they can't say against Kentucky. But you are right that it is still in their home state. Um, I, I think they probably realize, though, Vandy is like long ways away from – being a recruiting power in the state, being a recruiting power in the South, regularly stealing guys from Tennessee. Those are things Kentucky's already doing, Roush. Man, it's it's almost like they can sense that they're being passed by. And they've it's been just passed, a defense they've mechanism. Been by. Make no mistake about that, Tennessee. They've been passed by. Oh, man. Suck it, Tennessee. Gosh, it's going to be fun to watch. It, 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 like, and that's one of those things, too. Uh, that I think I need to remind all of our listeners that watching Tennessee get beat down is always fun. And also, college football is crazy. It's weird. This is the kind of Saturday that could end up being one of the best. And like I said earlier in this week, remember when we had to do the show without sports? Man, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of the sports, even if it isn't the most highly ranked 
matchups or whatever it may be. Yeah, I'm not overly excited for the college football slate tomorrow. That's probably been pretty clear here in this first segment. <laughs> uh, and it's not really a great NFL slate. A lot of big spreads there, Justin, on Sunday. Yeah, it sucks. I I, I don't know. The, you got a lot of teams playing a lot of bad teams this week. And it's the bye. Have you all seen the teams that are on bye this week for the NFL? Uh, Chargers are one of them. It's it's like all the good teams. Chargers, Cowboys, Bills. You've got Steelers, with the exception Whoa. of the Jags. Jags Cowboys. are on by. They're terrible. Come on. Throwing the Steelers into the good team category? Uh, traditional good teams. How about that? Uh, that's funny. The Packers are playing this weekend. I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I think that's the best thing you say. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't come you, up with a quip soon enough. And you hush your yap. Uh, <laughs> they, play, they play the Washington football team, and they're huge favorites. So. Oh, God. Yeah. Washington's hor- Washington's the one team that I love to bet against every week. How did they get so bad? I don't like, get it. Like, it seemed like their interior and their defense was solid. It was always just kind of quarterback play, but now everything else is kind of falling apart. Yeah, like their defense stinks. I don't understand it. You You just added pieces. I don't. I don't get it. I guess that's just the NFC East where year to year you can't count on anybody to be consistent. I have no idea um, if this is true or not, but they need to play more Jamin Davis. I think that's the issue to all their problems. Sounds right. He's played well, though. I'll give him that. It's just he's not going to get any big-time love because that defense stinks. Text into the Stings, Stings, text Stings. line, 502-414-1450. We got the blue-white game tonight. You can feel the action. Yeah, it's gonna look 7 like o'clock. Good, I don't think it's going to look like a good crowd on the old television. There's uh, $5 tickets if you don't have any plans and you want to go. $10 for a lower arena. This is uh, a, the ultimate, I don't get to take a bunch of kids to a basketball game because usually it costs a lot, but I can go to Rep Arena and bring a family of a dozen and it's, you know, 50 bucks. Yeah. and I, This I would is the think- time to go. You could probably trick your youngster up to the age of seven into thinking it's like a real game. Oh, without a doubt. Without so a can, doubt. If the kid ever starts, you know, whining, you never take me to UK basketball games. We had great seats at that one in October. And they'll be none the wiser. They just beat Team Blue. You know, you saw Kentucky yeah. take on Blue State. Exactly. Perfect. I, I, my level of excitement is strictly on the level of competition. If they actually go out there and you see some dudes that are trying to win a starting spot or win themselves more minutes and they're taking this stuff seriously, boom, I'm in. And I'll be excited to watch it. And I'll have takes on Monday and I'll be ready to go. Woo! If it, it is even in the same neighborhood, the same zip code as the B- Big Blue Madness scrimmage, then I won't watch. I'll watch two minutes of it just to confirm that is, in fact, what I'm watching. And then I will turn that bad boy off faster than Trevor could spark up a fatty on a Wednesday. Wow. In Colorado. Pretty quick. Oh, wow. Wow. That's that even, fast, you're thinking. Added in Colorado at the end, too. Really in Colorado, too. On. That's my level I, of excitement, Roush. The, the, so here is my like the only reason why I'm concerned that it might turn into the ladder – at some point, I don't think it will happen right away, but I don't know how healthy the team is. I mean, do they have enough four or five on five scrimmage? Um, because so. like CJ Fredericks, he's doing some drills, but he's not full contact. And then after the pro day, you had Lance Ware and Bryce Hopkins. So like, I, I think a lot of that 
comes down to how healthy they are. How how long is Cal willing to go five on five in this thing? And if it's a if it's you know a half, then I'll be excited and I'll watch that half. But if they just start goofing around after a while, you're right. I you can't change that channel quick enough. I'll be fine with that. I'll be you know if they do 10, 15 minutes of hard scrimmaging, like real in game experience. That's almost a half of basketball. It's better than freaking nothing. Like, I'm all right with that. Just play hard. Have these guys go up against each other as if it's a real game just for a little bit, just for a half. Treat it like a real one. You're right that, uh, you know, the numbers could make it hard. But you know what? That's what Kareem Watkins is there for, baby. Let him shine. That's a, and, and for people for the walk-ons like a Kareem Watkins or a Zam Payne, assuming he's healthy, like that is a cool moment for them to be able to go against these folks in Rupp Arena. And no, it doesn't really matter so much what you do. You're still not going to get playing time, but can't hurt. You know, go challenge those guys. Embarrass Ty Ty Washington on a play to kind of spark his fuel and get him up and going. Blue White game in the past has provided some entertaining cool moments not always but it has at times i hope tonight is because i I don't know if it's i don't know what it i don't know if it's the pandemic i don't know if it's kentucky coming off such a bad season last year i feel like the fan base should be a little bit more excited Uh, and it's not just so much that big blue madness wasn't a total sellout it's not so much that there's not a great big deal of buzz around this blue white game it doesn't really have to do so much with the fact that Roush, we talked about it. Doesn't seem like many folks are going to New York City, or at least the folks that we've talked to. Doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of people there. I'm sure it'll be a better number than we're anticipating, but uh, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of buzz for a top ten team. And you can chalk some of that up to football, sure, but football's not playing this week. Like this is a time to kind of talk basketball, think basketball, get into basketball mode. And you, it feels like at times, Roush, we kind of have to drag some people there, which I'm. I'm fine. I want to do what the listeners want us to do. I want the listeners. I, I want to talk about what the listeners want us to talk about. I just can never remember, maybe ever, maybe in the history of college basketball, a team with as little buzz for being a top ten team than this Kentucky team has. It's probably because of just the way that last year went. There's, uh, you know, it, it it takes a little bit longer to get everybody to hop on board when they just had to watch the worst season. I mean, hell, that was worse than a Billy Gillespie season last year from a wins loss standpoint, you know? Like that that it was bad. So I think I think I can understand that when you have that juxtaposed next to a, a football season that's the best since Bear Bryant, you know. I, I I can understand why there's some hesitancy. Maybe they're a little slower on their roll, but I have a feeling that, you know, we're we're gonna be slowly dipping our toes in. You'll have some people watch tonight. The exhibition games will come, and then the days leading into that Duke game, people are going to be fired up. I just, I, I have faith in the Big Blue Nation, TJ. That's a good point, and that could be exactly what is going on here. It's just like most fans haven't been able to flip over to basketball mode, and the football team plays a big role in it. You are right, I, and I guess that's something I didn't anticipate or didn't calculate is that. Like last year's basketball season, I, I maybe was naive to think that. Once it ended and once Kentucky started putting together this roster, getting the pieces that they needed to get for this upcoming season, that you brought back Orlando and Tigra, brought in Chin Coleman, folks were getting excited for all those things. I thought that that was like, okay, last season's buried. 
we put it away. We don't have to bring that bad boy back up again. And it really hasn't been that. I think there's been this little hangover lingering effect of some fans saying, yeah, you all go out there and you start hot and you win and I'll come around. I'll get there. I'll get excited for it. It's just I, I got pretty burnt last year, so I'm yeah. going to take my time this year. I think that's maybe where folks are at. It takes a little bit longer for some people to move on than others, and that's understandable. You know, like Scoots, he still hasn't moved on from his last fling. That's why he doesn't have any time for girls, you know? That's right. It just it just takes longer for some more so than others. We aren't used to losing as a fan base like some other fan bases are used to losing. So it's 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 harder to get that out of our minds, right, Scoots? That's right. You, you, the, what, you, wonder you what Scoots has going on over there. What does Scoots have going on? That's a good question. Which waiting waiting for a break. Oh man, I, I saw a Scooter Kid last night. <laughs> You saw a kid on a scooter, or you saw Scoots riding a scooter. It was promise. Promise it wasn't the latter. He he was. This was definitely a scooter kid. Where we went to a playground, and uh, this kid couldn't be five six years old. He's on one of those lime scooters, but they like it's not turned on. He just pushes it around. You could tell he just pushes it around like the apartment parking lot next to the playground. And it's he's holding it. It's like uh, you know those bikers that have the really long handlebars where they are like reaching their arms up high, and you're wondering how do they just sit there and ride that the whole time with their holding their arms above their head. There was this kid just pushing around a scooter that wasn't turned on <laughs> with the handlebars in front of his head. It was hilarious. Fun fact, Nick. Do you know why bikers do that? How, why? I, so they can get better blood flow. So be they can be uncomfortable. No, it is actually it's better for their back. Their back straighter when their handlebars are high. Huh. That came from that came from a biker. Really? But that doesn't make any. It, I, I've I've talked to bikers that have said that it's it does not check out, and it actually makes your arms and your shoulders more tired having to keep them in place like that. Oh, I that's how I would see it playing out. I wouldn't be able to drive a bike like that, but that's that's what I was told by. I a think both bikers. those things could be true. In their own regard, like it probably yeah. is better for your posture to keep your back straight, but also maybe worse for your shoulders and arms to have to keep them at, uh, you know, out. I guess if you have a bad back, you're willing to sacrifice that a little, a little arm tiredness to keep that back straight. I totally would get one of those like little uh, training wheel motorcycles, the one that has the two wheels on the back. <laughs> a three-wheeler. Those look really fun. Like you'll get made, you'll get made fun of. Oh yeah, totally. That's why I'm never going to do it. Um, <laughs> but like if I was ever to get a motorcycle, it'd be that. It'd be one of those. The, the, the two wheel ones, like I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good driver. I'm I, I you know like to think that I would win the KRC Grand Prix go at go kart racing. And I just know angles, you know, all that fun stuff. But two wheels when it's wet, I'm out. I'm out. I, motorcycles when the roads are even remotely wet no thank you that's why the trike i'm probably good so my brother-in-law he's he's from a big motorcycle family and they're not like uh harley davidson it's the ones that kind of look like dirt bikes but they're on the road and they race them he like he'll go to motorcycle races stuff loves the stuff and he already has his son my five-year-old nephew on a one of those bikes and he just freaking zips around like it's nobody's business so if if my five-year-old nephew can handle a motorcycle i think i could handle one 
I've, I've seen kids like that. It's always just amazing to me. It's like you all probably couldn't walk and chew, chew gum at the same time, but you're like five years old and you're, just, <laughs> you're spitting up dirt. You're rolling around. You're having fun. You're not scared to fall. I always uh, think those kids are pretty badass. So, all right, let's go to a break. What's we got to talk about something kind of funny when we return, Roush. Yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna believe this. We need everybody to hold on to their butts. If you're driving, please for a moment pull over for safety. U of L fans are upset, and it's Kentucky's fault, <laughs> or it's other pl- people's fault. It, wh- whoever's Ooh. fault it is, it's not U of L's fault. It's oh, not not U of L's fault. fault. And oh, it's just the same folks yelling at clouds yet again we'll come back we'll talk about that this is kentucky roll call on big x sports radio tj walker nick roush and justin scooter dingus kalen coming back next here on krc Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Where are you boys headed? Canada. Canada. We're going over the border to Canada for some french fries and gravy, sir. Poutine. Canada, Almost made it. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. It's Blue White Friday night, baby. It's what you've been waiting for all year long. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. That's the thing, Roush. If UK was really smart, they'd get us to promote Blue White. They'd let like, us be the, the brand ambassadors, if you will. That'd be nice. I, I, I've always wanted to be an ambassador. Not like, like an actual ambassador but like a brand ambassador sure uh, that's they'd be smart to do we'd get folks there let us like mc the the game go out there like timeouts and stuff and do contests and make fun of people yeah but we don't look like maria montgomery so speak for yourself <laughs> i've been told i've got very a baby face I don't know no. if, if she would even fall into a baby face category. Although she does like baby faces. Hey, oh. Her and Todd Lantern, right? Todd the bod. Woo wee. <laughs> Lucky Maria. Am I right? Oh, good for I Todd. Didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, the same. Good for Todd. Way <laughs> to go, buddy. Way to go. So they're, really po- they're really big on Instagram, those two. Like posting or they're like celebrities like oh, they, they 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 are always brand ambassadors oh yes like like can i just be one of their brands ambassadors and i'll be happy duke all i need turned, just one duke turns 10 you learn that he's a youtube sensation do you allow him to continue yeah, but I would, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I would just learn that he's a YouTube sensation. You did. That's what I was about to say. That's bad parenting if you yeah, don't if know I'm just now did. figuring you thought, out. You thought he was just doing <laughs> vlogs and you thought they were fun and cute, but it turns out they're going to 1.6 million people. Yeah. You just find this out. I would be more worried about him from a uh, 
dealing with folks on the internet. As as someone who deals with folks on the internet, I would much rather prefer him wait to do that until he's a little bit older. Because you know he's going to catch hell from people no matter what because he's my kid. You know, Steve Harvey. Good answer. Good answer. That's that is a good answer. Similar thing for me. Uh, not really to like fall into gender roles necessarily, but just hang with me. Uh, Lucy comes home from college. She's twenty. She tells me, "Dad, for my career, I'm an influencer." What do I do? Oh that, man, uh, that's tough. You know, you gotta let yeah. you gotta let kids do their own thing, though, right? It's true. I can't imagine there's a lot of fathers when they saw their daughters promoting workout routines on Facebook for like part of a pyramid scheme. I can't imagine that they, you know, they probably didn't intervene, right? They just let them do their thing. What were the other Facebook uh, kind of pyramid schemes like the 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 makeup mm. yeah the arbonne or whatever yeah is that, that one, one of them sure that, that one there's the um what's the uh what's the og pyramid scheme with the pink cars avon i don't know if i remember that one it's like yeah the if if you you'll have like one person who lives in like a random na- like we we had a lady in our back neighborhood that had the pink car from Avon because she sold the crap out of it. That's like, or they call it something different too. It's like multi-level marketing. It's just a different word for pyramid scheme. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that one in the slightest. I was just talking about like the people that we're friends with, Roush, and then all of a sudden we see them like promoting something on Facebook. I just need six people to join me in my team. And it's like, oh no, that's not, no, they gotcha. They gotcha. And then at that point, once you're pot committed to it, you kind of need to see it through. So then you get a ton of posts from them. I guess you just got to let them do their thing. Right. So same with Duke when he becomes a world famous vlogger and little Lucy becomes an influencer. We'll just have to deal with it. I will say now I, I would be against this because I'm, I'm, I'm not a very materialistic kind of person, but the kids who are famous for just unboxing toys and playing with them, man, if 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 I'm a parent that can get the right setup and just hit the right note on subscribers, like your kid can pay for college just by going on YouTube and opening some toys and playing with them, you know, twice a week. Or it's you crazy. can do that as an adult with baseball cards. Yeah, that... I, I, I just don't understand how I can at least get like Duke loves watching videos of other babies and himself. I get it from a kid standpoint. I don't understand the baseball card thing. I don't, we're going to, we're going to pop a pack. Like I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I think the only things I watch where other people are doing things are games, sports, competitions. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, you know, people that watch like the Twitch streamers play video games could technically say the same thing. But the right. other thing I'll watch where people are doing and I'm not doing is trivia. I'll watch people play trivia, but the only reason I do that is because I can kind of theoretically play, play along. You yeah. know, I, I can yeah. shout out what I know. It's always fun to learn new things you don't. But sometimes I'll watch that Barstool trivia. And I guess people could say, Hey, me watching people that I find entertaining playing video games, that's really not that much different than than you watching people that you find entertaining play trivia. One, I don't find everybody that plays Barstool trivia entertaining, far from it. Two, you don't get any involvement in the video game that you're watching. I get involvement in the trivia that I'm watching. So I don't really think it's totally apples and apples here, but um, we've gotten off into this 
into this long tangent about kids and influencers and video game streamers and people that open cards and NFTs, Justin, it, it, there's a whole long list of them. You better take it easy. We're going to call you Trevor Kelsey today. No, because I'm grumpy and old. No, because you're derailing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's nothing new. It could it could go <laughs> either way. That one. Good point. Well, let's get us back on task. Speaking of new toys, we mentioned it earlier this week. Ty Ty Washington got a Porsche. Pretty sweet. The dealership's in Louisville. Good for Ty Ty. Good recruiting for Kentucky. Uh, if you're at UK, you're going to get Porsches. Who doesn't want to be a part of that? Josh Pascal got one on the football side of things as well. Roush didn't get as much coverage, but uh, oh wait, he got one too. Yeah, you didn't know that. Oh, hell yeah. Good for Josh. Unless he was just like happening to get into Ty Ty Washington's car, which would be totally weird because they're not on the same team and don't play the same sport. But I'm I'm fairly certain Josh did as well. And so naturally, pretty cool. Like I wish I was 18 years old and getting Porsches and good enough to have that in front of me in my whole career. That would be sweet. Naturally, what do U of L fans do? We can't get a Porsche dealership in Louisville to have dealerships for U of L athletes. I mean, but seriously, they can't. How many times do I need to say the time that when U of L stops pointing fingers, stops putting blame, stops thinking conspiracy, and starts picking up their pants for their own program, they're going to keep being a joke. And I say that lovingly to my U of L friends that I care about. But until you all stop thinking everything's a conspiracy, everybody's out to get U of L, things are terrible, and start looking in the mirror. Why is the Porsche dealership in in, in Louisville getting UK athletes? Because they're it's UK people up there. It, maybe. That's what I've been told. I've been told that there's some big UK fans at the top of the Porsche dealership. That's fine. But you're telling me that they wouldn't want to give a Porsche to a L athlete if they didn't find it fitting? Get more marketable players, you dinguses. Yeah, yeah. and here's the thing. I made the – like I kind of wanted to make the jab on Twitter because, I mean, Desmond Ritter doesn't go to school in Louisville. He goes to school in Cincinnati, and he got a car dealership deal in Louisville before a Louisville player did. And I was trying to think, like, you know, because – I the nil money in Louisville. I almost kind of tie it to people's beliefs on could Louisville support an NBA team, and because they always say there's not enough corporate money to go around seats, blah 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 blah. So I'd like to think that there is, but then I would expect more nil nil money to be spent. But that that just anecdotally when you drive around Lexington and when you drive around Louisville, you're going to see a lot more Kentucky billboards. You're going to see a lot more UK advertisement and small businesses than you've seen at all for Louisville. You see big blue wall on the Morgan and Morgan banner. You see Chris Rodriguez on a roofing one. You just get Malik Cunningham on a planet fitness one. There's two on I-65 and that's really it. Imagine UK fans being like, UK can't get anybody to be a brand ambassador for Planet Fitness. What the hell? We, we, we've got Kellen Grady and Kareem Watkins are just as marketable as Malik Williams because that's how UL fans followed it up. Because, well, like, that. Did you see that tweet, by the way? I actually didn't see that tweet. I just saw the message board post where uh, somebody said that, you know, uh, 
Porsches were made by Nazis. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, which was, you know, kind of funny. Um, but no, I did not see the follow-up. The it was Louisville Sports Live, which I think is like a weekly radio show that's been oh, going on for a long time. That, they uh, only tweet the obs- obsession. They tweet the obsession at me like three times a week. I don't I think it's just a, an obsession bot. Supposedly the people that run the show are good folks, but they have certainly said some nasty things about me and my buddy Nick Roush as well. Uh, but they tweeted out, why can't Porsche Louisville ink a nil deal with, you know, someone from the hometown university? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you ask somebody at Bellarmine if they want a Porsche deal? I'm sure that they would love it, um, that they wouldn't have any issues with that because uh, Bellarmine now, the clean and prestige program of the city of Louisville. Well, and then but, somebody followed it up or go on. I was just going to say, like, y- you are right in that, who would you pick from the Louisville basketball team to be your nil representative? David Johnson. Oh, oops. He's gone. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I was going to say, oh, that one would make sense. He's from Louisville. But yeah, I like, yeah, I when saw they Jalen Withers yeah. is selling t shirts, but like Jalen Withers was like the third or fourth best guy on the team last year. Like, what? hate to say it, he's going to be pretty good this year. But somebody follows up to this Louisville Sports Live tweet and says, U of L fans has got to have superstars, or at least people think are superstars. Unfortunately for us, we don't have that in either sports team right now. That's what worries me the most. U of L is falling further behind in recruiting. Fair, totally fair wow. point, right? Like, wow, that's a- <laughs> like we need to get better players. We need to get better players for everything. That's just how sports programs should work. Better players, more eyeballs, more wins more fans, more marketable. That brings in better – like, it's a, it's all, you know, kind of keeps flowing if you can get the ball rolling on it. Right now, Louisville just doesn't have great players. Louisville Sports Live responds and says, Sam, Jalen, Malik are just as marketable as Ty Ty Washington. No, they're not. I mean, obviously they're not, dude. Who is Sam? Who Who is Sam? Hey, how dare you? How dare you talk about a member of the Super Six like that, Nick Roush? <laughs> how dare you? I mean, like, that would have been my answer for the only marketable basketball player. I mean, that or, yeah, what is it, Malik? Malik Williams. What's, Malik Williams has yeah, been Williams, at UofL yeah. for 15 years. Yeah, what do you he's no like, Nick Richards. I mean, Trevor was arguing about that in the first year of KRC. He, oh gosh, he really was. What a dingus. Um, and we love Trevor. We love all these people. But they're obviously not more marketable. What do you So you saying that is seeming to suggest there's this conspiracy – that they that Louisville businesses only want to give UK players money. You got to ask yourself why would that be? Do Louisville businesses want to see the demise of the U of L sports program? U of L sucking, so. but the last few years has hurt downtown Louisville, Roush. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. you and I can feel it just living here. There's not as much as a buzz when U of L is not as good. Oh, I had somebody offer to give me tickets for tomorrow's football game too. Same, but with, same, same with me. Yeah. I'd yeah. go if I didn't have plans. Like, hell, I, they even had enough tickets for Duke. Like, it's tickets are everywhere. My poor wife, and I think it more has to do with the kid, says, I don't want to go watch U of O lose. I swear <laughs> verbatim. And hey, she got that, to watch the Browns win, though. So, to, And she watched that whole game. Um, she was nice. super She's super into the Browns. She just loves the way the, the future's going for them. They just need to get healthy. Uh, I, I mean, think they got he, the, the Bengals or Steelers next week. I think the Steelers. Even when they're not healthy, like that running back, that, that's when you know you've got a pretty good team. Oh, man, Jedrick Wills. 
I, I don't mean no. to get us away from making fun of Louisville, but that dude is so freaking good at football. And the fact that he just grew up, like, I remember having a buddy talking about Jed when he was in high school. He's like, yeah, Jed, he's just a, he, he's going to be a bad SOB. And I was like, really, Jed? Like, nope, Jed is a badass. He's one of the best tackles in the NFL. He's very, very good. And when that Browns offensive line is healthy, anybody can run through it. And he will have a very long career making a lot of money in the NFL. And that's, and you know, we can, we can move off the U of L stuff. It's just start looking yourself in the mirror and holding your own coaches accountable. You didn't do it. It caused scandal. Now you're not now for whatever reason, you're not doing it. And there's not scandal involved. Like now is when you should be doing it. Now you didn't hold your, let me, let me restart this. You didn't hold your coaches accountable when they were cheating. It seemed kind of evident that there was cheating. Then there was a book written on the cheating. You still wanted to deflect, deflect, deflect. It wasn't anybody within the program's fault. Then eventually got to be a scapegoat. It was just on your McGee. Let's go get them. Let's find them in Kansas City, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually those people got fired. Most of the fan base wasn't on board with it, which is equal parts hilarious, but maybe we're starting to learn why. It's because they knew that maybe U of L is a program that – not just anybody can win at. You got to find the absolute right people to do it. And then now you've got Chris Mack and you got Satterfield and you've got people like Trevor Kelsey, lifelong U of L fans that are saying, just get a tournament win. Just get a tournament win. I just want one. The bar has been so lowered. They don't even realize it. They don't Man, realize that U of L is a top five to 10 basketball program. They don't ever ask the question, why have we never been able to recruit like Kansas, Duke, UNC, Kentucky? They've never asked that question. You have the you have the best facilities in college basketball. You're in the number one college basketball town. That's only because it's 50% UK fans for what it's worth, but that's okay. But it still applies. No, no city does better college basketball ratings than Louisville. And you still have Porsche going to Lexington and Cincinnati to endorse athletes. And and that's a that's a Porsche issue. That's not a U of L issue. They just they make it too easy, Roush. Uh, we're trying to help fruit. them. We're trying to help them out. Oh man, that's that's what happens when you turn an idle eye and you just let them get away with whatever they wanted to get away with for years. Uh, man, you I mean Michigan, Auburn, Florida. Places that consistently have recruited better in basketball than U of L, and it's not like U of L has been recruiting horribly, but it makes no sense. If, if when Chris Mack is gone, I I don't care if if I'm a U of L fan, I just want the best recruiter on the planet that you can realistically get. I don't care if he has zero head coaching experience. I don't care if he has a ton of head coaching experience. I just you got to start getting athletes in there. You, you know what I think they convince themselves to that Chris Mack could coach up those guys like Patino used to because Patino, yeah. for most of his you know coaching career, did not get the like, you know he would have like a McDonald's All American like every other year maybe you know you'd have a Samardo Samuels or was T was T well a big recruiter. He was, yeah. No, he, he, yes, he was. Errol Clark was. They would get the big recruits every so often under Patino. Peyton Siva was a McDonald's All American. So, like, they, they would get them very infrequently. And then Patino would coach guys up, and they assumed that Mac could do the same, but didn't realize that Mac is not as good a coach as Rick Patino. Big surprise. Yeah. Who didn't see that coming? Anyways, yeah. the poor stuff cracked me up. 
never changed U of L in all seriousness, you probably should though. It'll help your program and your entire fan base, but uh, either or <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter to us. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450 an hour two. Uh, even though there's no cats game this weekend, we'll have Adam Luckett on to kind of preview where Kentucky's at. We're not technically at the midway point in the season. We're a little past the midway point, but we'll just get his thoughts on the, the first half of the season, what to look for in the second half as well as Kentucky starts the second. Well, again, not really technically the second half, but after bye week, they'll start big game against Mississippi State. Uh, we've got to talk a little bit more basketball. We need to talk a little bit more football as well. And I've got a few quick hitters that I'm going to find kind of funny. Um, you're going to want to stick around with KRC for hour number two. I'll tell you that much. Adam Luckett joining us. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Hour two, KRC coming up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here. On your Friday morning, we did it. Another week down and uh, the second to last full week of October. Next week will be the last, will be our last October shows, all five of them. I don't want November. I don't want it. That makes You're not ready for spooky season to end? No, uh, and it's gone by too quick. It really, I don't know if it's just like I haven't been able to watch as many scary movies as I've wanted to or do some of my fun little Halloween shenanigans that uh, I'll like to do throughout the month of October. Uh, again, I think we're, we're the boo at the zoo is going to happen this weekend, although nice. uh, I think the weather is going to be like really cold and bad this weekend. So, not, nice. not, no, say it ain't so. No, it's so. It's so. And then it's going to like keep back up a little bit during the week next week. And then next weekend for Halloween, it's going to be similar to this weekend. Cold. Boo. Like high of like 60, low in the like the mid 40s. So probably be like in the 50s. Oh, that's that. great. Oh, oh no, I'm, no, I'm, that's I, great. I, it's, I'm fine with it. It's no, it's no skin off, you know what. But I don't think other folks like it. It's I have, no, no, that's perfect. Uh, I have a guy that I golf with frequently that doesn't want to golf today because it's only going to be a high of 58. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is like, like, like what? That's embarrassing for him, but there's that a lot of people like that. There's a oh, ton of no, no. Like yeah, that. this is awesome. I'm freaking hyped. Well, I'd be a little more concerned that it's kind of spitting rain here, Justin. Eh, it'll be all right. We're not playing till noon, so. playing. But that's the thing. We're playing during the warmest part of the day, and he said, ah, oh, it's too cold for me. That's wild. I, I told him, I said, have fun being bored at your house while I'm out living my life. Like, what, what are we doing? This person listen to the radio show by chance? Oh, God, no. He's a Louisville fan. Well, oh, God. suck it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Suck it. Agreed. I'll, I'll throw him a suck it, too. 
Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be a high of sixty-two today tomorrow. That's perfect. Chilly weather. That's what I want. I want chilly weather. Wear some blue jeans, maybe a long sleeve shirt, probably a sweatshirt. Man, I just think you are overestimating how many folks enjoy that weather with you, which I'm all for. But like, it's not fun sitting out by a fire by yourself. Oh no, I've, I have I have a great time doing that. All yeah. by your lonesome. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, yeah. There was one night over the summer where I like started dancing around the fire like I was having like a ceremony or something. Like it was oh, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have said that on live radio. It was it was wonderful. You just, oh. I just got I got into the vibes and started dancing around the fire all by my lonesome. It happens. On a scale one to Wednesday, what was it? Oh, it was it was purely just wow that much of a Wednesday. Oh, lots of lots of uh, course lights that night. Lots uh, of course lights. Okay. <laughs> and when we decided we were selling our house too, I just started burning stuff that I found in the garage. It was great. I I really there was a moment where I pulled out the hose because I thought I was going to catch the tree on fire. <laughs> another another South End Saturday night. Oh man, that's a fun Saturday night, isn't it? Oh, goodness gracious. Roush, why don't you make everybody forget the, these last three minutes and talk about Salsaritas? Because Salsaritas has the most wildly addictive chips. Once you take a bite, you're not going to remember where you are, what you're doing. You're just going to want more Salsaritas chips. They're that great. And folks, we you might think we're overhyping it. If you have not tried Salsaritas as much as we've talked about it, what are you doing? Get their chips. They are incredible. Go ahead and get the, the three amigos. Treat your, your friends, your family to some hot salsa, some guacamole, some queso, and, and have yourselves a party. You can also get the Nacho Table tailgate. Just download the app. You can order through there. Get a ton of points, and you'll be eating free tacos, free nachos, free burritos for weeks and weeks to come. They've got two locations, one on Hubbard's Lane and one in Middletown. Check it out today. Salsaritas, deliciously different. Getting me hungry on my Friday. That's always uh, always eat lunch. It seems like a little earlier on Fridays. I don't know what it is about. Ooh, that. I eat it later because I do the Thorntons. I I, I I treat myself there, and I think it's going to be donuts this week instead of uh, instead of the sandwich. breakfast burrito. Which Justin, I did try the breakfast croissant. It is good. Yeah, he told me that. Yeah, he said yeah, not just, as good as the burrito. Yeah, yeah, you really got to try that burrito. I gotta find a. Th I gotta switch up my routine and find a Thornton's that has the burritos. Most do. You just must be going to the one not super awesome Thornton's. Just the oh, it's above the best. Average I Thornton's. go to the best Thornton's. They they know my order by heart. I go in there and they're like, oh, he's gonna get a polar pop, a breakfast sandwich, call it a day. Is it a big red? <laughs> big red? Uh, code red actually. Oh my god. <laughs> Love, love my code red. Oh man, what I love code red too. When I was eleven years old, I'm I'm a big fan of red drinks. What do you want from me? You're such a child, Justin. <laughs> we need to. What? When was your last Red Bull morning? Uh, it's been a while. Probably about a week or so. We need to frequently do a Justin and Trevor Hart power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> it, is that, 
<laughs> but the thing is, mine's usually always beating fast, whereas his is usually barely audible. <laughs> well, I think the cigarette, the years of cigarette smoke, Justin's got a huge advantage from the get go. Yeah. So would that make Justin or Trevor number one in the power rankings? Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't anticipate getting past in the power rankings. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know exactly what the. If the well, if, it depends. if you're talking about like a larger heart, like then I think. Nobody's got a bigger heart than the big guy. That's true. <laughs> this is true. Well, you, you keep on the code reds, Justin, and you never know. You never know. Like I said, we'll periodically do the the heart power rankings. And then, Roush, I with this dad diet I've been on, I've got to be in consideration myself. Oh, last <laughs> night I busted out some of the Halloween candy, too. Had like six Kit Kats. It was freaking awesome. You had six I, Kit Kats? Like the, like the fun size, you know. Oh, my. You should have just went to the store and bought a full one. All right, it all, well, but I've got the bag of you know, like <laughs> Halloween size. But it also made me realize too, how much candy did we used to eat on a Halloween night? Like I would eat four oh, yeah. times that, and I felt like sugared out. Like, gosh, man, being a kid is great. I miss it. I'll, I'll literally like, candy have three to four to five laffy taffies like throughout the when I get home from work to when I go to bed, just, you know, grab one here or there. And I'll feel like such a fat larb of goo, but you're right, Roush. When you were kids, like you'd not exaggerating six dozen pieces of candy, probably like five dozen. I mean, especially Halloween night. Like it was, you're talking, you're talking greater than 50. And then on just a regular day, you would eat at least, Oh, five yeah. or six i mean just walking around the house until you got to the bottom of the bag and you know there's nothing else hanging around but almond oh. joys man Second halloween was joys. just the best as a kiddo still great as I, an adult i've already uh I, yesterday i scouted out the candy situation in my parents house too so it's looking good the roush the roush house they're not getting the bag you're not getting the bottle caps in that one which that that, that was the worst halloween candy right Oh, I don't know. There's so many bad ones. Except for the root beer ones. The root beer ones were awesome. Yeah, but like, well, no, the root, those were all terrible. Yeah, like I, they didn't really taste like root beer. It was just like this dry, dusty. It was almost like you were, they were just Tums. <laughs> like, that's all they are, right? Just leftover Tums that somebody has? Tums for kids. <laughs> it, what really was terrible? Oh, wow. gosh. At least the Spider-Man candy cigarettes, you look cool smoking them, you know? Well, yeah, those were awesome. Yeah, because smoking's so cool, Roush. The, the <laughs> things without labels were just always terrible. Man, my mother-in-law, she loves all of the bad candies. So she loves uh, Swedish fish and I think good and plenty. Or no, no, bit of honey. She likes bit of honey, which that's candy straight from like 1920. Yeah, it is. Um, just generally... People from 1920 are the ones that hand them out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> People from 1920 are handing out apples. Are you kidding me? Uh, the black licorice was always pretty gross. Yeah, I never had that. Um, really? Black li licorice is kind of traumatizing to me because it's one of those things that my grandma always used to buy me because I told her it was okay one time. Oh, and no. I, I, yeah, so for like every birthday, every Christmas, I got black licorice because she was under the assumption it was like my favorite because I told her it was okay. So I got to the point where I hate black licorice. Almond uh, joys can get the hell out. 
Get, yeah. You all are so ignorant. Uh, Werther's original are a good old people candy. They get a lot of hate, but they are in fact good. Wait, what was that? The Werther's originals, the little caramels. Oh, those actually are. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, wait a minute. I think we're thinking of different things. You're, you're, yeah, you're talking about. I'm talking about the ones that are the like the hard grandma candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- those are the Werther's original caramels. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about like the gooey one. Oh no, I'm not. I, I don't like the gooey ones. You know what I'm um, talking about though. It doesn't have a label. It's just like a oh, gooey yeah. ball. The cream stuff. in the middle. Yeah, yeah I'm out on yeah, that. Oh yeah, those yeah. are okay. Awesome. So we do agree on the hard candies. Yes, yes, but the gooey one very bad. Or like the, the strawberry yeah. one. The strawberry ones had enough fake artificial strawberry to muscle through it, but those aren't great either. Yeah, it sounds I'm, like I'm, we need to have a candy party because I like all the ones you all don't. Uh, I'd love that Roush and I are agreeing on this. Um, hot tamales were pretty bad, too. Yeah, I had a friend who was all about those, and I just, I'm just i not a big uh, spicy cinnamon. Like, big red gum, you know, uh, out. Yeah. Out on that. Yeah, Man. and then... Um, are we finally agreeing on food takes, TJ? Wow. I know, it's wild. I don't know. Well, what and, a Friday. I will say this, though. The worst of the worst is anybody who doesn't give out candy. Now, unless it's money. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't think I would encounter that as much. Maybe at an Easter egg hunt, you get the quarters or something in an Easter egg. But I, I feel like I don't encounter. I at least lived in a neighborhood with enough sensible, rational humans that weren't jerks and like gave out toothbrushes or something on Halloween. In our normal routine, there was definitely somebody that gave out toothbrushes. Somebody that gave out like little mini. It was either little mini Bibles or little mini like Constitution. Oh, those pamphlets! God, it was one. Of, I can't remember if it was a Bible or like the U.S. Constitution. It was something weird. Um, Who in the hell would put that in a kid's Halloween bag? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to be a Jehovah's Witness? Come on down. Like, Not that there's either wrong, either thing wrong with a Bible or the Constitution. It's just on Halloween, I want, I want candy. Or I don't uh, need reading material. I need sugar, by God. But we had one house that would give out silver dollars. Oh, was, was this like the Sacagawea coins back in the day? No, it was like the big, it was the big, just silver Those coin that was a dollar. You know, I don't Oh, wow. I don't remember that. I remember the JFK half dollars, but yeah, I don't remember the silver dollar really. It may have been the JFK half dollars now that that's I'm thinking still, about that's it. That's freaking awesome. But silver dollars are a thing. That I mean, that's a real thing that exists and yeah. they are described properly. They're silver coins that are worth a dollar maybe it was the half one but that i always liked that one um although i was just kind of thinking about it like wow i was thinking what if i was the cool house in the neighborhood and i just gave each kid that came up just a dollar like you know based on my previous halloweens would probably be twenty dollars big whoop um not the end of the world maybe this is the year that like 50 kids come and i get put out but um that's not a bad though i'd rather just have candy like if you're a kid, All right, so you, you're an eight year old. You rather have a dollar bill or a handful of candy? I really think that for a kid, you it would be out of the norm, and that that surprise probably makes them happier. So I actually think, even though I personally now would take the candy over the dollar, I think the kid would enjoy the dollar more than the candy. Well, and kids don't have a concept of how much things cost. So when they see that dollar, they're like, oh, my gosh, I can go buy so much candy with this because a dollar to a kid is so much money. Great point, Justin. Hmm. I don't know. I think kids are starting to realize dollars don't get them as far as they thought. (laughs) Back in my day, we could buy 
four sticks of gum for, or what was it? A, a dime for a stick of gum. Yeah. Halloween's the greatest. Sorry for the tangent, folks. I wanted to hear sports talk. I do actually have a few things just quickly to get to before we head over to the Thornton's text line for the remainder of the show. 502-414-1450. Just as a reminder, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM on the FM dial, 1450 on the AM, the AM dial. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. You can get the podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And remember, you can tell your Alexa, play Big Exports Radio. You can tell your Siri to do that as well. All you got to say is, Siri, play Big X Sports Radio, and then it'll come on and you can hear it when you're in the shower, you're getting ready in the morning. No reason not to listen to the KRC fellas. Okay, first things first. Uh, what's going on with Trayvon Morgan? What's going on with Isaiah Cummings? What's going on with the tight end position? Go. Uh, just my boss said that Trayvon Morgan's moving down the tight end. So it makes sense because they play a lot of 13 personnel. You got to have somebody ready to roll if one of those guys gets hurt. Because, you know, uh, Cummings, from what I understand, it's not like a major injury, but he's going to miss a little bit of time. So you got to have that fourth guy in there. This is a good excuse to get him to switch positions anyway. So uh, that, that was my boss's report late last night. And uh, good to see that move happening, I think, overall. I, I guess what I'd ask is, like, why wouldn't – wasn't that kind of maybe common sense? This should have been the progression off the get-go? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you want to uh, – when you tell a guy you're going to recruit him to be a wide receiver, you let him kind of have his time. I will say uh, there's people asking about him previously. Part of the reason why he was behind, too, is because – he had a hamstring injury in the preseason, so I, you know, I, I, th I think, I think that was part of the reason why he's behind. Good to just have him at tight end though, because that's that's going to be his position in the future. So, uh, good excuse to get him there now. I hope it works out. Hope it works out. Secondly, uh, I think Travis Kraft had a report that Shannon Sharp will be on UK's campus in like two weeks. I didn't really understand. Like, he can't just enroll middle of a semester. He wouldn't technically be able to enroll until December. So I, I didn't really understand that. Maybe he just meant a visit, but it seemed to insinuate, like, he's coming to UK. And also that he will be eligible for the 2021 draft. And we had said that on KRC. Uh, we had thought that it, it, there's no reason why he wouldn't be. So it definitely seems like, Roush, he's coming mid-semester. Yep. What we've been told is the plan that is he's not going to play seems very weird, uh, doesn't seem to check out for me at least, and that he won't go to the 21 draft, although eligible, he just wants a head start for the 2022-2023 season. Whoa. A lot of these things aren't connecting for me. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. I'm, I, I still don't not like it because I don't think Calipari is going to come up short here. I think worst case scenario, you get Shade and Sharp for this season, right. this season, the one that's about to happen. You get him second semester for this upcoming season, and then he goes pro. I think that's the worst thing that can happen. And even if that happens, you still get him for a season. And I know some folks are saying, no, the worst thing that can happen is he doesn't play, and then he goes pro. That's the worst thing that can happen. I understand technically that is. Uh, you know, I guess theoretically there could be worse things that could happen, but I understand the sentiment behind that. Cal is not going to allow that to happen. I'm just I'm con convinced that that will not take place here at Kentucky. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do get this sense that, like, he's just done with high school and, like, I'm trying to, to move as quickly through this as possible. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know how you walk him up as long as you can, but you need to try. <laughs> uh, but it does sound like he's going to be – he, he needs to be playing in January. And in fact, if he shows up early, yes, he might not be eligible to enroll. I wonder how much he can technically do with the team, you know? Like, because my understanding is like, wouldn't he have to just like get an apartment until then because all the other guys are living in the dorm? So, yeah, yeah I don't I, know. There's there's a lot of weird stuff here with this. Just like, I'm going to show up in, you know, November. When really all you have to do is just wait a month, you know? And I'm not backing off the take that this he will play for Kentucky. I don't know when. I'm not backing off that take. I know there's some doom and gloomers that are like, this is going to be – we're going to get played again. I just – he's too good of a player for Calipari not to get some use out of him to some degree. It definitely seems like he's going to play this year. I, I think that they're just saying that just to, I don't know, keep people happy. I, I, and honestly, I'm a little worried that UK may worry that they're missing a little athleticism, and they think that that's why they want to bring him in, is they think he can help. Or they found out that he can go to the 2021 draft, and UK said, "Wait a minute, we got to get you like we got to get you playing somehow." Yeah, okay. I, like I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if it's for this season. We got to get you somehow. We'll say all the right things to make it look like that's not going to be the case. But he's going to play basketball games in a Kentucky jersey. In a perfect world. You get him a little bit of this year, and then you'd get him coming back for the next year. That's probably not. There's probably next to no chance that that happened. It is a weird scenario. There's no way around it. But I refuse to believe Calipari is not going to get the one of the best players that he's ever landed to not play for him at all. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. That 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 part does like that part does check out logically. Well, if there's a chance that they could just go straight to the NBA, at least show up early and get get a semester out of me. And who knows? You, know, you could have a change of heart then. You might make a butt ton of money now. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Well, the rules right now are weirder than ever before, and you kind of just got to go with the flow and do what you can to get the most out of these guys. Yeah, you, that's what I think Calipari and the coaching staff – is uh, thinking along those lines as well. Should be interesting. All right, let's uh, get to this text line, 502. Uh, I think Luck is hopping on at some point. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll hear him when we hear him. A texter, 502-414-1450, says, John, again, still put your money on the Browns. They will get it done, Justin. Oh, they got it done. Hell Did yeah. not see that soon enough. Dang it. Uh, it just kind of depends where you got the Browns. Yeah, yeah, Justin, can you – I know this isn't a plot. What, what line does our stupid league work off of? Is it the line at kickoff or is it the uh, line opening, that you place it? Opening line of the week. Oh, okay. It doesn't doesn't change. Gotcha. Yeah, it's still saying that uh, they were six and a half – Denver was six and a half point favorites, so going to need But it's that. got everybody in the right spot, so yeah, it'll correct. Okay. A texter okay. says – my only fish New Year's Eve was in Florida. Big Cypress Seminole Reservation for 99-2000. Oh, wow. The largest new millennium party in the world. It was sick. Largest group of people dancing to a sunrise and recorded human history. Not bragging, just a cool nugget of info. 
Oh, so Trevor was talking about fish yesterday. Is that how often? No, no, no. This was from the person that's going to New York for oh. the game. They're going to the fish concert. Uh, um, my goodness gracious. How many people were up for sunrise? <laughs> that, that was cool. I bet it, I bet it certainly sm- smelled like Bob Marley. Bet it smelled like a Bob Marley concert. <laughs> I bet that was wild. Oh man, just dancing all night and jamming out on New Year's the fish. Man. <laughs> See how hammered people were as the sun was coming up. Gosh, what you a know, party. probably like six thirty-ish somewhere in that ballpark. Oh man. People just lost their minds back in 1999-2000. It would have been man. fun to be of age around that time. So, you know, I, I actually listened to a podcast about Y2K, and it sounds like there actually was something like to do with the Y2K bug, but we spent so much money to fix it that it never became a significant problem. So, turns out there was a little something to freak out about, but maybe not as much as folks did. Yeah, it, everything would have worked out. Yeah, I don't know. It's a texture situation. A texter says the vaccine works at keeping most people out of the hospital alive if they do manage to contract the virus. I understand the opposition to mandates, but it'd be nice if you all acknowledge the above fact when these Nimrods text in saying it doesn't work. Vaccines do work at keeping folks out of hospitals and most folks from dying. Uh, We are pro vaccines. Yes. We just, I, uh, we collectively have all agreed we're not vaccine mandates, though. Everybody's uh, coming around on that. I am uh, definitely coming around on that. I'm pro not talking vaccine and vaccine <laughs> mandates on a Friday. Or ever. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like, oh, why do we have these texts so lingering, folks? I get it. Uh, man. I, I just... agree with your opinion on mandates. Even said, I understand that view. I just get frustrated when the sentiment they don't even work gets thrown around without giving the context that they do work in most important way possible. I don't personally feel safer if everyone around me is unvaccinated, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't care about those people being misinformed about how the vaccine can keep you from dying, however rare it may be. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I you, you just think people should make their own choices, but the vaccines do work, and that should be reminded to folks that they do work. We don't know how long they work for, but at least even now, that still helps people in the severity of their cases. So pro-vaccines, anti-mandates. A texture says, three days off for Justin. No one wants to work anymore. I didn't want to work before the pandemic, let alone now, but here we are. I worked through the whole pandemic, so I have earned three days off. Suck it. <laughs> Justin, you need to stage a walkout and demand higher higher wages. I it's do just fine on my wages. It's all the rage. No, you need more, though. You need more. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you're in a good spot. Worker good spot. shortage. Good time to take advantage of them. That's true. We're thinking about doing that on KRC, a KRC walkout. Mm-hmm. That's a great <laughs> idea. Great idea. A texter says, any Josh Ali updates? That's a good question. Nope. No Josh Ali updates. Okay, um, come on. There's got to be a Josh Ali update. What? He's getting closer? I don't know. Um, There's okay. your Josh Ali update. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we won't know until we know next week. So, um, I we'll have a better feeling six days from now if he'll be able to play against Mississippi State. But they Soup said he was close this week, so we'll see. We'll see. This week was definitely important for him healing and getting back to back on his feet. 
Well, especially if Cummings is going to be out a few weeks, you just you need pass catchers. You need people that you feel confident if Levis is going to throw it their way, they're going to be able to catch it. So, Josh Ali, speedy recovery, buddy. Hurry, I'm back. If UK goes ten and two, eleven and one, does what and does whatever in a bowl game. Any chance Soups gets an offer, he can't refuse USC, LSU, something else, or do you see him staying in Lexington for several more years? I mean, we can talk about what Luckett's talked about this previously, but this is the big year. I mean, if you get through this year, if you have your second big season under Stoops and you hold on to him, then he's probably a lifer here. Uh, I don't really buy that. I mean, it could be next year, you know. I don't. It, it just depends when the job opens up that wants to come after him and the one that the kind of the stars align that he feels good about. Could happen anytime. But there's also an extent of comfort level in a certain spot. And if you get to year 10 and you're rocking and rolling with your coordinators, like it might be a, a spot where the there's finding another job that has more to offer than what UK does. It just it won't exist. Um, I, I mentioned previously that I worry about that Iowa one um, for a variety of unique factors, but I would think, Texter, it's not USC or LSU. It's something – it's like a trickle-down effect somewhere else where you could maybe see Penn State open up because James Franklin will probably be on the move. But I, I still don't know if that's good enough to to draw Stoops away from UK. I think there's only a few jobs that where they would realistically consider hiring Stoops and Stoops would realistically consider leaving. There's only a couple or maybe a eh maybe five to like eight of those jobs out there. And it could be 2024, one of those jobs opens up, they come and pluck Stoops. It could be after this year that one of those jobs opens up, they come and pluck Stoops. I don't think it's worth worrying about one way or another. There's just, it's too fun of a season. Uh, Football program's rolling too much to worry about that. If it happens, it'll stink. We'll talk about it then. We'll talk about it when it's kind of in the progress of, of happening. And then at least, worst case scenario, if it does happen, UK football is, at that point, probably has to be the most marketable open job out there. It will cause ripple effects throughout the college football landscape, and you are in a much position to hire somebody than you were the the first go-around, or the, the go-around with when you hired Stoops, when Joker was fired. Uh, Luckett, good timing. Let's go to a break real quick. We'll come back. We'll get Adam Luckett on from KentuckySportsRadio.com. We'll do our pick section. We'll keep going at the text on the Thornton sex line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Galen, and Adam Luckett. We'll all be right back. I didn't know that you were at a party on Saturday night. I go to a lot of parties. Okay, I'm going to need to search your car. Give me your keys. I am not giving you my keys. Don't make me do this the hard way. What's the hard way? I go down to the police station on my lunch break. I tell a police officer, I know several, what I suspect you may have in your car. He requests a hearing from a judge and obtains a search warrant. Once he has said warrant, he will drive over here and make you give him the keys to your car, and you will have to obey him. Yeah, let's do it that way. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Friday morning. Joining us, Adam Luckett, KentuckySportsRadio.com. I'm seeing Ross Dellinger put out a uh, a ranking of the most supportive, athlete-supportive nil states. Kentucky tied with Texas at number two in the SEC. Missouri is number one in the SEC. Missouri is number three overall. Kentucky tied for 16th overall on this little scoring system. 16 out of 26, um, or 16 out of 28, I should say. So could be a little bit better, but second in the SEC. So we did. Just means we more. did it. Like it. Journalism did it. and name image likeness. That's what Missouri does. <laughs> <laughs> They've got that part figured out for sure. How are you, buddy? You enjoying your bye week? I am. I am excited for Saturday, even if uh, the college football Saturday slate is not the best. But excited to just hang out and watch some football all day. All right, tell UK fans where where should they be at mentally with this season? Obviously, everybody's excited. Six and one is amazing, but Kentucky's banged up. It seems like you've got maybe 55-40 games, 60-40 games coming up in Mississippi State and Tennessee, meaning they're not quite coin flip games. I think Kentucky should win both of them, but they're not easy games by any stretch of the imagination. And then you make in, you bring into the consideration that Kentucky is hurting in so- certain areas. This bye week coming, obviously, at a good time. They always do. What, what should fans be looking at the rest of the way? Should they be... 11 and 1 and anything less is going to be a disappointment. 10 and 2 is just being realistic. Where are you at, Luckett? Big picture, I think the main thing everybody needs to just kind of look at is Kentucky has a legitimate shot to finish 10 and 2. I think if you, you know, if you had to roll the dice, I think you would feel pretty good about them getting to 10 and 2 because, like you said, uh, it's looking like they're probably going to be a favorite in every game. Um, And You've got, what, five games left. Two of those games are you're going to be at least a three-touchdown favorite. So 10-2 and two look, seems very likely, and that's something this program has never, you know, hasn't done in any of our lifetimes, um, sitting on here win 10 games in a regular season, um, not counting the bowl game. And it's something they've only done a few times ever. And it's a chance to – if you do that, you got a chance to go to a big bowl game. So I think big picture Kentucky's in a good spot. I think Mark Stoops, what this year has proven, is that they're going to get – like 2018 wasn't a fluke. Like hosting Georgia for an SEC championship, that was not a fluke. They're gonna the way they're growing, that's gonna happen again. And this year is gonna you're gonna be able to take another step in that ladder. So I think like getting the 10 and 2 is great. Now thinking they're gonna win out, like they're gonna need some bounces to do that probably. But it is possible because the schedule really set up very, very well for them this year. And that that stays true here in these last few games, even if some of those um, you're going to be less than, you know, a touchdown favorite in a lot of them. So it's going to come down to winning some cl- more close games. But Kentucky's got a chance to really um, make some hay this season. I guess I'll add what I think a lot of UK fans are probably thinking hearing you say that. I, I, we understand the 10-2 and two aspect of it, but why, why do bounces need to go Kentucky's way to win at Mississippi State or to beat Tennessee at home? Uh, you shouldn't have to really worry about Louisville whatsoever. So – it, 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 I guess it just ten and two. I think everybody would be fine well, with, and it's and it is kind of realistic. To I don't say, think you're hey. going to go undefeated in every single possession game. So if you're going to play seven to eight of them, if you're not going to beat these teams by more than two scores, I think you you know you, you're probably going to get a game where a couple bounces go the wrong way on you. 
So that that's my only over a twelve game season. That's going to be hard to do. Kentucky's been very fortunate, I think, um, to have made the plays in these close games. I don't think that's going to stay put um, throughout a full season, and I don't think they're to a point yet where roster wise they can. I, I still think Tennessee and Mississippi State can hang with them to a certain extent. And that that is really my whole point to the thing. I think they can go eleven and one, but I don't think you know it should be the expectation. So you're saying more law of averages situation, which makes sense. Yes, correct. I think Kentucky's just not to a point talent-wise where they can go out and they're just going to roll over these teams 35 to 14. Um, yeah. That can happen. But I think if you play these games, well, that, and that's why football is, you know, it's the ultimate small sample size sport um, because because you only play 12 games a year. So if, you, if the bounces go right, it can happen. Now the great thing about the schedule is they're going to play a lot of bad defenses coming out the back end. Uh, you look at Louisville, bad on defense. Vanderbilt, really bad on defense. New Mexico State, really bad on defense. Mississippi State, towards the bottom of the SEC on defense. So there's going to be a chance for them to score some more points, and maybe that changes things for them. But overall, I think these teams are kind of close, so I could see them dropping a game um, or two potentially. Yeah, I, I just I hope you can find a way. Take care of business in Starkville. Beat Mississippi State. First and then one's I think, the big one. The, yeah, then, that first one. Then you can start. Then you can start talking about eleven and one. I think, but you got to get the first one, one bite at a time. Yeah, it, it, totally agree with that. And then I think fans would know that, like, hey, eleven one's on the taking. Let's make this Tennessee atmosphere bigger and better than Florida and LSU. And TJ is going to be able to be at this game, so let's really show out. Uh, and go crazy Ooh, this time. Around. Oh man, that now I'm worried. Like it, I think we we might know who the the jinx is. Terry Jinx, that's what they call me. Yeah, that's what the J stands for. Yep. Well, we'll have to uh, <laughs> we'll have to take care of business against Mississippi State. Hope the Cats can do that, and then you know that uh, that UK game versus Tennessee would be absolutely bonkers. Uh, bonkers week on the. Unsponsored picks of the week. Roush completely dominated. Not good weeks for Justin and myself. And Luckett had a nice bounce back week, which is good for him. The scoreboard, Roush, 17 points. Second place, me with 12 points. Justin in third with 11 points. And Luckett catching up, six points. Uh, that's, you know, two weeks ago, he just had one. So he's moving in the right direction. And we will start with the leader. Roush, what's your first pick? Slow and steady wins the race, Luckett. Uh, be the tortoise, not the hare. Uh, this week, I am sprinting over to the sports book to place a bunch of wagers. And one in particular that I like, I just can't see LSU rallying for the troops back-to-back weeks. Uh, I mean, I know that they played well against Florida. They were able to run the football. But... I, I think that their their luck is kind of run out. It, it, that, the amount of junk that they've had to deal with this week is pretty crazy. And I ultimately think that Ole Miss, Matt Corral is going to play. Lane Kiffin's playing games with them. And this is going to be finally a game where they can win big instead of going down the wire. Ole Miss minus nine. Okay, let's also remember brevity, our friend, I know, with having I, to get out uh, quickly at 9 o'clock. That, that's not at anybody in particular. That just goes for everybody I, on the I show. It took me a while to pull up my picks. So my Texas name. Tech minus one versus Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State's been kind of a weird team. I'm just going to take the home team 
uh, with just given one point. So Texas Tech wins it, in my opinion. Close game, I'm sure. But take the Red Raiders. Justin, what do you got? Give me some action to start. I haven't been Whoa. on a ba- action game all year. I'll take Ball State minus five hosting Miami of Ohio. Okay. Love it. Luck it. What do we got for number one? Oh, no. We lost him. No luck. That mute, that mute button. Right here. Yeah. That, that, that mute button's been, it's I think, a, a problem. It's a, mute button's a little trickster. I, I didn't realize we had Jerry Tipton on the show. Boston, <laughs> Boston College at Louisville. Louisville coming off the bye. Boston College coming off a tough loss. I think these two teams are fairly even, so I'm going to take the five and a half points. Boston College has got a real good offensive line, and we've seen what Louisville's defense has done against real good offensive line in the past. So give me Jeff Halfley and the Eagles catching five and a half. I got it at six. I'm going to give you that half point. Thank you, sir. Um, I actually like Louisville in that one, but I liked Louisville against Virginia. Lost a lot of money on that one. They should have covered. I don't. They were up 17, those idiots, in fourth quarter. Sheesh. Roush, pick number two. Uh Army does well against Power 5 teams. So in a game where it's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, I'm going to take them and the points. Army plus three this weekend. Let's go. Suck it, Wake Forest. Yeah, people have just been picking against Wake Forest all year. Um, that's a weird spread, Army. Play, you know, like I think Wake Forest at one point was in the driver's seat to win their division. Still, still may are. be. Yeah, still may be. Army's also, I think they're like four and one outright. The last five games against Power Five teams. So, um, I'm taking Texas A&M, given 20 against South Carolina. That's not nearly enough. Uh, they're going to kill them, South Carolina. I'm I'm done with them. And Luke Doty's out for the season. Maybe a good thing for South Carolina. But I take Texas A&M at home, given a big spread, 20 point favorites. Roll with the Aggies. More on that game in a bit. But I'm going to go with Whoa. Wisconsin minus three at oh. Purdue. Purdue, they're coming off that big win. I just do not think they're going to play within three points of Wisconsin. Suck it, Justin. It's a trendy pick. Lucky, what do you got for number two? I'm actually on Purdue, but that's not going to be in the little card here. But I'm also going against Roush, too. I got LSU plus nine. Interim Coach O, engage. Tennessee at Alabama is my pick here. Sounding like Hendon Hooker's going to be out. So this is a total fade, Jill Milton play. Under 67, Tennessee at Alabama. Tennessee's offense. Is really bad with Milton, so I'm, I'm leaning towards that. So give me the under sixty-seven. Okay, let's lock of the week time. Time to lock it up, baby. Hammer down, boiler up. They're running it back, coming in first in the Big Ten West. Suck it, scoots. Let's go, boiler makers. Okay, Purdue giving three points versus Wisconsin. My lock of the week. Luck had just stole my shine. Under Tennessee, Alabama. 67. Yeah. Smart I even, man you are, TJ. I've always said that, Luckett. I appreciate that. Great minds think alike. Uh, I, I probably would have taken this even if Tennessee was at full strength. I just think Alabama's defense is a different animal, something that Tennessee's not going to be used to seeing, especially on the road. I think Alabama wins this one like 40 to 10. So plenty of room to spare under 67. Well, Luckett. it's only right that Luckett stole yours because er, – yeah, because I'm going to steal your – or you stole Luckett's because I'm going to steal yours now. And I'm going to take Texas A&M. Minus that, Justin? What Jeez, was it? My goodness, right? It's my first day on the radio. Holy oh, moly. Oh, man. Texas A&M minus 20. Lock it up. Well, since, Lock it up. Since Scooter can't talk, I'll just go ahead and take over here. Give me Iowa State minus seven against Oklahoma State. Iowa State's kind of 
gone under the radar here after a couple losses. Oklahoma State's undefeated, um, but they're doing it with really bad offense. So give me the Cyclones laying seven at home. Now that would be a good loss for Kentucky in rankings, you would you would think. Uh, I guess you never really know with the rankings. All right, Luckett, I'd normally ask you at this point about your thoughts for the upcoming UK game. We'll, well do you got to establish next- a run against the bye week. you got to win the turnover battle. And if you come out, don't start slow. You should handle your business there in the fourth quarter. That's what I love to hear. We'll talk to you next Friday. We'll get your analysis, your Anna Lucketts, if you will, for the UK and Mississippi State game. Until then, enjoy your bye weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. See y'all. Adam Luckett, Kentucky Sports Radio. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Adam Luckett KSR. All right, let's finish up this Thornton's text line. Thornton's, it's delicious, it's nutritious, and it's great for gasoline. You can save money by being a Refreshing Fuel Rewards member. Download the app, scan it every time. You'll save a few cents. It adds up. Shout out Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Oh, man, that delicious gas. Hey, gents, it's been a minute. Hope TJ's doing well as a new pops and Nick as a veteran now. Justin, hope your IU people are good along with Trevor. If you all had a wife or kids, you'd get a better shout out. I got to catch up on some shows and I can and I can on vacay next week. So lots of betting, driving, Kentucky sports infusion and a little work. New Mexico better be warm. So I've been using a phrase and maybe I heard it somewhere. But with Kentucky football putting the shovel on our pass, it's a nuke. A new K hashtag bring the power, bring back the power K logo. Probably just a natural thing with Big Blue Madness hype. Co cats keep up the great work, man. Rocket City Rob, really all over the place there. Out on new K, whatever that is. And also, why wouldn't you have just used hashtag bring back the power K logo? Why did you write out hashtag bring back the power K logo? Yeah, I guess that's what I'm wondering a little bit there, Rocket City Rob. But enjoy vacation. Kind of cool. But yeah, in New Mexico, also, it's mountainous, so it gets cold. I'd love to go to New Mexico. Yeah, but the nights are going to be very, very chilly there. Um, But have fun and enjoy it. And go cats. The texture says Alan is ran. Oh, that must be for just the cats. Alan's yeah. rambling. The best part of just the cats was you talked about the cats, not some grandpa's ramblings. Also, if I wanted to hear plugs for personal items, I'd listen to KSR and KS Bar. Please stop to plugs for Cut to the Chase. It's abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was definitely just for the cats. Yeah, just- yeah. Uh, the Coach Thirty <laughs> video is worth the watch if you haven't guys if you guys haven't seen it. No idea what they're talking about. That texter had such a multi-layer slam there on poor know, Alan. Butler. It really was. Yeah. People were just getting stray pews all across the aisle. Oh boy! <laughs> suck the biggest suck it, Mike, you idiot card fan. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, by the way, Mike commented on the hostility of our text line, which uh, we 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 generally are a friendly text line, a Thornton's text line. Uh, it has gotten a little more hostile lately. That's just some. It's that it was the full moon that everybody was talking about. Uh, that's exactly what it was. And secondly, he loves that people call Justin Scoots and just do it <laughs> like it's like normal vernacular, if you will. It it is at this point, is it not? Yeah, the commercial. I mean, Nick, uh, Nick during every break is like, hey, Scoots. I mean, I've, I haven't heard Nick say my actual name in months now. It's been, so. a, while. It's been a long time, <laughs> yeah. It really helps as you embody the persona well, of a Scoots, too. Well, Trevor, you know, Trevor actually does guy, the same. You say, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor does the same thing. He'll call and, hey, Scoots. Like, I haven't heard him say my name in forever either. So, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Ooh, I can't wait for the big X Christmas party this year. I'll just say that. It's going to be a fun one. Easily the most highly <laughs> anticipated. You didn't go last year, Justin. Yeah. I didn't, but I will definitely be there this year. No doubt about it. Yeah, we've had people bail in the past. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. A texter says, oh, this is a good one. Is Roush okay with booster mandates? Good good question. Roush, why don't you take the next seven minutes, six minutes, you can answer. Mm, don't care. Another texter says, it works was one of those book face pyramid schemes. Yeah, I don't know. That, that was another. That yeah. was another one. That's a good one. Gosh, not my tweet, but funny as hell. Porsche of Louisville has avoided any U of L nil deals because they don't want any of their cars impounded by the Justice Department. <laughs> At Bucky Hooves, the text. oh, that guy's funny on Twitter. That guy he is, is really cool. funny on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, um. Gosh. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else's fault, Roush. Everybody else's. Whoo, TC from Lexington here, boys. Looks like Goodman is in Lexington for Twitter. Wonder what he's up to. He was in for UK Basketball Media Day, which I thought was surprising. Oh, he's he's gone to that before. One time I uh, gave him restaurant recommendations when I was just a young student journalist and he was in Lexington. But it, uh, yeah, he went to Keeneland. Always, always a good time. Hope he enjoyed his stay. Ah. Uh. Man, good weekend for Keenan too. You can wear that blazer and you're not sweating. Oh man, man, Whew. I miss Keenan so badly. Hopefully, the spring I can get out there. Going to be great. Going to be great. Another texture says nerds flavored candy corn are my new favorite Halloween candy. That just sounds like sugar in a. Whoa. Oh my gosh, Ugh, gross. Uh, I, I think you had skipped one. Oh, but... I did skip one. That being said, I had didn't know that this was a thing. I'm in on that. I love candy corn. People that don't like it have no taste buds, no palate whatsoever. And they're they're the same people that try to tell me that I eat like a child. Candy corn's great. It's uh it's it's good stuff. And I didn't know that there's nerds flavored one, but I'm in on that. Mm. Gotta Give find me tell me what you think. Yeah. Uh, another texter says on the Thornton's text line said Justin saying polar pop for a Thornton's plug is special since those are from Circle K. Wow. Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. gosh. My goodness. Instantly texted this guy back, said it might be my most embarrassing moment in KRC history. Yes. I was I was I was thinking about the crushed ice that you get at Thornton's and that also can be got at another gas station, but so, so you've I, been lying all along. You haven't been hand, going to Thornton's. Hand up on my part. No. So here's what here's what happened. So Thornton's used to do the red and white cups. Well, they've recently switched the size I get to blue and white, so it looks similar. Hmm. So I think that you was, need to. I think you look like you need to suck it, buddy. Big Scoots goof on my part. Is Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Absolutely. Apologize. And I will suck it, Nick. I'll suck on that straw when I give my code red after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another texture says, and if I ever got some Neko wafers, I threw that Tums trash back in an old grandma every time. Yeah, those are those are terrible. Yep. Yep. Man. Terrible. We uh, John here. Pillowcases of Halloween candy. Entire mm. pillowcases. Man. Great, great times. They really were. John here. Good morning, buddies. I am up and at him this morning. I got a U-Haul full of stuff taking it to my new house. Wow, wow. Congrats on the move. I hope I don't turn an ankle again. Man, I'm ready for the yeah. basketball action tonight in the Cats. I feel great about the Packers, Ravens, and Chiefs. I believe that is the, the lock of parlays this weekend. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. 
Wow, big suck it to the Bengals. I do like the Packers to cover. I don't know. That number – making me almost worried because that number is so weird in that you game. You like it but, so much. Yeah. yeah, it's just like Green Bay should win by two touchdowns easy. Let alone, you know, maybe probably more. But uh, it is what it is. But good luck with the move, John. Moving yourself, too, at the U-Haul yourself. Lifting, watch out for that back. Be careful. Lift with the legs, not with the back. Man, not definitely easy. hiring movers. Suck it, suck it, U-Hauls. That sounds like hell. We hired movers the last go around just for the really heavy stuff. Like it was a small truck that they, but it was the best money. Well, yeah, yeah. For like the big furniture. Yeah. But, but you know, of course you, you're, I'm an adult enough to get boxes and stuff like that. You know, moving's horrible. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to this bye week. We're going to eat so much chili, going to drink so much beers, going to bet so many football games. It's going to be great. TJ. I hope you enjoy your bye week as well. Everybody enjoy their bye week. Rest up for the exciting conclusion to what is going to be a dream season. MVP of the blue-white game. Dante Allen. Justin? Um, What's the big guy who I really like for this year? Damian Collins. Yeah, Damian Collins. Yeah, Damian Collins. Okay, I'll go Oscar Shibway because I bet he just gets 9,000 rebounds. So we're just going strictly off stat line. Those are the rules. Uh, We'll come back on Monday. We'll tell you who won. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Just the Cavs. Coming up next on Big X Sports Radio. See y'all later.